TED Audio Collective. You're listening to TED Talks Daily. I'm Elise Hugh. In the midst of this unprecedented global pandemic, we're reminded how important our healers are. Doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals are in the business of saving lives. But who's helping them as they face the unrelenting pressure of their jobs? In today's talk from TED 2019, author and anthropologist Laurel Braitman introduces us to one effective way to make sure our healers stay healthy. Hint, it's not about their bodies. It's about their minds. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Support for TED Talks Daily is from Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You can say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the last few years, I've been a writer-in-residence at the Stanford Medical School. I was hired by an incredible woman. She's a poet and an anesthesiologist named Audrey Schaefer. And she started the Medicine in the Muse program to reintroduce humanities back into medical education and training. My job was to teach writing, storytelling, and general communication skills to physicians, nurses, medical students, and other healthcare workers. And I thought I'd get a ton of great student essays about dissecting cadavers and poems about the spleen. And I did, but almost immediately, I started getting more essays that made me really anxious and really worried. My students were writing about their crushing anxiety, the unbearable pressure on them to succeed, their mental health diagnoses, their suicide attempts, how alone and isolated they felt, and wondered if they'd gone into the right profession and they weren't even doctors yet. This is my student, Uriel Sanchez. The choice you are given through medicine from a lot of your mentors even is like, you have to choose, like being a really good person or a really good doctor. Physicians' own humanity and emotional well-being are almost never made a core part of their training or even acknowledged. And real vulnerability, like sharing certain mental health diagnoses, for example, can be absolutely career-ending. But nearly 30 percent of American medical students are depressed, and one in 10 have thought about suicide. And it's actually even worse for practicing physicians. There's really widespread job dissatisfaction, high rates of depression, and doctors have one of the highest suicide rates of any profession in the United States. This is scary, not just for them, but for us too. I really think doctors have the most important job, and if their lives are at stake, ours are too. 
Now, I am absolutely、uh, not a mental health professional. I'm a writer, which most days is absolutely the complete and total opposite.、Um, but I can tell you that the more opportunities that I give healthcare workers to share their daily frustrations, their fears, their joys, what surprises them, what they resent, the better they seem to feel. So at Medicine the Muse, we offer evening, weekend, and day-long storytelling workshops at farms and other places with really good food. I invite other journalists, writers, producers,、um, podcasters, and poets, and they teach writing, communication, and storytelling skills to our participants. And those participants practice being vulnerable by sharing their stories out loud with one another. And in doing so, they reconnect with what drew them to medicine in the first place. These are the skills they'll draw on when they realize and are confronted with the stressful, messy reality of the work they've chosen. This is how they realize it's a calling. So I have a prescription here for you today. It's not、um, from physicians; it's for them. And I ask my students for help. And before I start, let me just say I work with doctors. But I'm absolutely convinced that this applies to almost any profession, especially those of us who are so committed to our work, and it can be so intense and overwhelming that sometimes we forget why we chose to do it in the first place. To me, sharing a true vulnerable story is a lot like raising a flag up a flagpole. Other people see it; if they agree with it and it resonates with them, they come and stand under it with you. That's what my student Maite Van Hentenrich did. I mean, it was super anxiety-inducing, and I shared parts of myself that I really have probably told five classmates. When my day was a baby, she had to have her leg amputated. When she got to medical school, she was taking just a standard class quiz, and she got asked the question, "Please tell us about the first time you encountered someone with a disability." She wondered if her supervisors had ever considered that the person with the disability was her, the doctor. So she talked about it in front of about a hundred of her friends and peers,、uh, which is a big deal because you know she's really shy. And afterwards, what happened is a number of students with disabilities that she didn't know came up to her and asked her to co-lead a group on campus that's now advocating for more visibility and inclusion in medical training. In English, we tend to call people creatives if they have a certain job. Like designer or architect or artist, I hate that term. I think it's offensive and exclusionary. Creativity doesn't belong to a certain group of people. A lot of my work with physicians and medical students is just reminding them that no matter what profession that we choose, we can make meaning, find beauty in the hard stuff, and create. This is medical student Pablo Romano. My parents immigrated here from Mexico many years ago, and when I was in college, they passed away. I was 18 when my dad died, and then 20 when my mom died. Not only has Pablo been talking publicly for the first time about being an orphan, but together we started a live storytelling series we're calling Talk RX, and it's become a really popular place for his peers to share their most vulnerable and powerful thoughts and feelings. I go to a school that cares so much about data and research and numbers. At the end of the day, what moves people is stories. Arafin Rahman is a second-year medical student, and before she was born, her parents immigrated from Bangladesh to the United States. She grew up in a really beautiful home in Northern California, very safe and stable. Her parents are still together, 
she never went hungry, and she graduated from Harvard. I didn't feel like the stories I had were worth telling or that they mattered. Arafine did have stories, though. Recently, she gave a talk about being maybe the only Bangladeshi American girl to win an essay contest from the Daughters of the American Revolution. <laughs> and then dress up for Halloween as the Declaration of Independence. And I love Arafin's story so much because, to me, it represents all that is good and bad and hard and exhausting about representing the new American dream. The hardest thing was coming up against that voice that was telling me, no one wants to hear my stories. Like, why invest the time in this thing that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scale of life? Maybe the biggest thing is, like, maybe it does. Life is so short. For me, the only thing, really, that matters with my time here is feeling like I can connect with other people and maybe make them feel slightly less alone. And in my experience, that's what stories do absolutely the best. So my student and a collaborator in a lot of these endeavors is uh, Candace Kim, She's an MD, PhD student in medical education. She's written about Me Too in medicine, navigating her queer identity in a conservative field, and her mom's metastatic cancer diagnosis. And recently, she started also doing some really interesting research about our work. We've seen that students who participate in our storytelling opportunities show between a 36 and 51 percent decrease in distress. If this was a mental health drug, it would be an absolute blockbuster. Results seem to last uh, up to a month. It might be longer. A month is just when uh, Candace stopped measuring, so we don't even know. Not only that, but 100 of our participants recommend these opportunities to a friend. For me, though, the most important thing that our work has done is create a culture of vulnerability in a place that there was absolutely none before. I think what this does is that it allows doctors and other folks an opportunity to envision a different kind of future for themselves and their patients. This is my tea again. I want to be the doctor that remembers when your birthday is without having to look at the chart, and I want to be the doctor who knows what my patient's favorite color is and what TV shows they like to watch. I want to be the doctor that's remembered for listening to people um, and making sure I take care of all of them and not just treating their disease. Being human is a terminal condition. We all have it, and we are all going to die. Helping healthcare professionals communicate more meaningfully with each other, with their patients, and with themselves is certainly not going to magically change everything that is wrong with a contemporary healthcare system, and it's not going to lift the immense burdens that we place on our physicians, but it is absolutely key in making sure that our healers are healthy enough to heal the rest of us. Communicating with each other with vulnerability, listening with compassion, is, I believe, the absolute best medicine that we have. Thank you. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.